Hello and welcome to the Profits and Prana podcast. My name is Esme. I'm a yoga teacher, yoga marketing coach, and the founder of 42yogis.com. In this special bonus episode of Profits and Prana Season 1, I'm sharing with you an episode that I did on someone else's podcast. I was a guest on a Blab show called The Big O, and I wanted to share this with you because we talk a lot about business organization and productivity, and I also think it will help give you a big insight into who I am, why I do what I do, and and what keeps me going moving forward with this business. I really hope you enjoy this, and without further ado, let's get right to it. Welcome, welcome everyone to the Big O TV, where being organized feels so good. I am so excited to have the host, my special guest today, my special guest host, Esme. Esme Walsh, thank you very much for coming on. I'm so excited to hear to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. This is fabulous. I love talking about organization, so this is like totally my thing. No, I know. I'm just like a total geek with it. So I have to tell everyone first that my voice is going out, so if... If um, you hear me coughing over here, I'll I'll gladly mute myself so that I can um, go through all of the tremors that I need to go through. And but uh, just let you guys know that that's what's happening. But my beautiful, beautiful guest here is just perfectly fine. Let me tell you a little bit about Esme. Esme is a yoga marketing coach who is dedicated to empowering yoga teachers born with a rare nervous system disorder. Esme overcame her condition because of yoga. Mm. She has been the director of digital strategy for a company in London, blogger for Richard Branson's Virgin.com, and the founder of two startups. Wow, impressive. Welcome, Esme. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. This is a delight. I love it. I love Blab. I love this platform. I have so many, I get to meet so many awesome people and um, yes, I, I am an organizing nerd, so I'm kind of happy to hear that you kind of like that, too. <laughs> yeah, it, it's um, perhaps an unhealthy obsession, but there's worse <laughs> obsessions, right? <laughs> Definitely that. Definitely. Well, I'm going to jump right into the questions here so that everyone can get to know you and all of your challenges and solutions. So what has been your biggest challenge that you've encountered with your business and Why? Well, a lot of that has been um, about mindset. My biggest challenge has been um, actually being able to put myself out there. I mean, I'm very extroverted, but when it has come to actually asking someone to hire me or give me a sale, it's been very difficult because and I think a lot of entrepreneurs go through this as well, where we feel like, oh, I'm, I'm sort of an imposter. You know, why would anybody give me money? And it took a long time for me to overcome that. So before I started uh, working at 42 Yogis, I have been working with um, small business owners building websites since the early or since the late 90s, early 2000s. And it was all word of mouth. I didn't have to go out and do selling. People just would refer me and they'd come to me. And so when I started doing this and I had to find clients, I was like, I I can't, (laughs) I cannot do sales. And it took a lot of, um, a lot of mindset work to overcome that. I totally, totally understand that. You're right. I think that a lot of business um, uh, entrepreneurs feel that way. I think sales is one of those things that is just, 
you really, if you don't, if you're just not naturally that type of person, then you really have to ease into it. It's something that you have to learn just like anything else. You just, it's just something that you have to learn through practice, practice, practice. So I'll fill you with that. Oh my gosh. I've taken so many sales courses on how to do that from your heart and soul sales so that it doesn't sound salesy and all that good stuff. It's like so my ex's father when I was a teenager was um, he was actually a used car salesman and so I had this idea in my head of what sales was and what it looked like and I was like no no not doing it Mm. and um, it was actually Grant Cardone's book Seller Be Sold that changed my mind and, and really got me over that okay I'll have to get that one I've heard so much about that but I've never read that book what about it did you like well, I actually, I picked it up on a whim at the Chicago Midway Airport in October and read it on a flight. And one of the things that really stuck with me is everything we do in life is a sales transaction. You're either trying to sell someone on spending time with you. You're trying to sell someone on an idea. You're trying to sell some, like um, in, in the dating world, for example, you're trying to sell somebody on the idea that you're worth having another date with. Right. And he really put it into perspective that everything we do is a sales transaction. Either we're the ones selling or we're the ones being sold to. And just because the term sales is involved doesn't mean that it has to be something that's inauthentic. It doesn't have to be spammy or icky or any of those other negative emotions that we associate with selling. You know what? I feel like I was selling to my eight year old this morning. Brush your teeth, please. And then maybe you'll get breakfast. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There you go. And I sell to my husband all the time. You know, hey, could, you know, take out the garbage and I'm going to go cook dinner while you do that. You know, it's all a sales transaction. It, It really is. I love it. I love it. So tell me, what did you do to overcome that obstacle? Well, it was a lot of research, a lot of studying. Um, There's another uh, sales consultant, uh, Andra Bolin, who I am just obsessed with this woman. She is fabulous. I soak up everything that she puts out there. And I she, that name. I wonder if it was through you that I heard that. I, I don't know. Um, we're, we're Facebook friends. So maybe she popped up on, on like a mutual list, but she is incredible. She is all about empowering yourself to overcome the mindsets and the obstacles that keep you from moving forward in sales. So it's been a combination of hearing her on podcasts and watching what she does on Periscope and reading Grant Cardone's work that has really helped me overcome that I can't do this. And just because I have something to sell doesn't mean that I'm a spamming salesperson. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I think that that is seriously a huge issue. We do tend to really think about sales being very, very slimy and spammy. And but but then, like I said, if you really are coming from uh, what 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 really got me was one day, I think it was um, Christy Brown. I love Christy Brown. She um, had us do a little exercise where we had to write down everything that we've done from free courses to paid courses, your your um, your work outside of your business, your everything. And when I made that two page list, I said, dang, who's that? (laughs) I am worth a lot. I have a lot of knowledge going on here. I've got a lot of experience going on here. It really helped me to see how worthy I am to charge whatever prices that I'm charging and to also be confident in saying, hey, this is what I have to give. You're paying for all this knowledge that I have. 
and you're going to get some really, really good stuff. It was it took that for me to really realize just how worthy I was. You talk about the mindset. I didn't think that I was worthy. It's like I'd only taken like a few courses, you know, it's like I'm not one of those. Um, who is it? I'm not a Marie Forleo. You know, I'm not I'm not any of, of those. But um, I do have a little bit of knowledge about what I know, <laughs> you know, so I know what I know and what I know is pretty darn good. So um, when I wrote all that down, I was just like, wow, I'm, I, and I even forgot that in the past I um, went to um, technical school to be a secretary. How did I get some of these organizational skills? Why am I so in love with it? Well, it just, I mean, well, duh, I forgot. Can you believe it? <laughs> <laughs> So I think a lot of us tend to forget how we acquire knowledge. I think we undervalue the knowledge that we do have. And when we start to see what it is we have to offer, I think it's a lot easier to overcome that mindset. Oh, but yeah. it takes work. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work and pressing that reset button every day, um, not just in your business, but with you overall. You know, it's just it's just like keep pressing that reset button to get things uh, going again, you know, especially if something if you have an off day or something like that. It's just it's just crazy to, to be able to pick up and say, OK, all right, I'm not, I'm not going to keep thinking about that. I'm going to keep on moving on. OK, no more, no more. You know, just let it just, you know, go watch a really goofy um, YouTube video or Facebook something or, you know, just to get it off your mind and get your mind back to where it is that it needs to be. It's it takes a lot of training. I mean, that can potentially be a lifetime of training <laughs> that's so true i do um, mess it up you know so how long do we, it's not going to take us a day to fix it so. exactly it's a continual process and i do something every day that is kind of ridiculous but i set aside time every day for i call it a mindlessness where it's like i turn on something stupid on youtube or on netflix and I just let my brain let go of everything that's built up throughout the day. This is usually at like nine or 10 o'clock at night before bed. And it helps to release all the anxiety and anything that's been keeping me in that, what the hell am I doing mode? Mm -hmm. So when exactly. I wake up, I feel a lot fresher. Well, I love that. I love that idea. I might have to, to do that as well. But that, I do something like that. But those are actually, that's not my mindlessness. That's my, those are my fun times. Those are my leave me alone people in this house. I'm busy with me. <laughs> get out, get out, get out, kids, get out. <laughs> so give us your best advice for the people who struggle with that same issue. Keep studying. Keep learning from people who have been there too, because you're not the first and you're not the last who's going to be struggling with making sales as a soulful person. There are people who keep going through this every single day and there are communities that can help you. There are books, there are consultants, and there's a ton of free information. You don't have to pay a lot of money for it. You can get a book on Kindle. You can follow sales consultants on Periscope and Blab, and you can soak up their knowledge without having to shell out for personal coaching. And that can really help you get your mind straight. That is so true. When I found Blab, um, which was just back in March, I just started this um, show back in March. And um, I, I was on Blab for like three days, like, <laughs> mm -hmm. like that, because I couldn't believe I learned in three days way more than I learned in five years in those three days on Blab that I was just like, oh my gosh, it's so much knowledge out there. And you are so, so right. It doesn't take an arm and a leg to get some of that knowledge. You know, some of it you, you, you might need to spend some time and some money on, but a lot of it, you just, you just really don't. So I'm, I'm with you on that one, hundred percent. What has been your favorite? I know Andrea, you love her. What has been some of your other people that you like to take from? 
even if it's a, another a lab or another Periscope or Facebook group or something. In just the sales space? Anything, any space. Oh gosh, that's a long <laughs> list. I love Marie Forleo. She is amazing. I love watching her, um, her Marie TVs. Isn't she um, hilarious? She is. And she, I like the video editing. It's it's very relaxed and it feels like she's someone you can hang out with, but she's always dropping <laughs> value bombs, which I love. Yeah. And um, I've recently become really, um, I don't want to say obsessed, but um, I really become a fan of Chase Jarvis, the founder of Creative Live. He has a show um, on YouTube where he interviews really amazing high level entrepreneurs. And he just wrapped up um, what he called 30 days of genius recently. He interviewed Richard Branson, Marie Forleo, Gabriel Bernstein, Sir Mix-a-Lot. What? <laughs> yeah. Who turns out he's a really good business person and he is really brilliant. I had no idea. No, me either. So, and on this show, he sits down with these people. He gets really personal. They give tons of business advice lots of mindset advice. They help you get really clear and give you perspective. It's, it was really incredible. You can check them all out on YouTube. The whole, the whole uh, series is archived there. Uh -huh. So I love the way he interviews people. He really gets them to open up in an authentic way, which I think is missing from a lot of the bigger productions. Yes. So I, I'm a huge yeah. fan of him. That's really awesome. I'm definitely going to have to check that out. Another thing, too, I think is really missing from some of those, um, um, not someone like Marie. Marie really is really very transparent. She talks about how she started her first workshop in the basement when her parents were the only ones mm -hmm. that showed up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, good. I'm so glad other people have been there. Yes, yes, exactly. And we need to hear that. And that's the one thing that really bothers me that I would like to see more of is you didn't just get there and you know to yes to yesterday mm -hmm. you start your business on tuesday and then wednesday you're a big success i need to hear about all the things that you've gone through because i'm sitting over here going through the same things over here so many of us and we're just like our eyes are crossed over here we need to hear that and i really enjoy listening to those stories because it lets me know that I am not going cuckoo. Just like you said, you're not the first and you won't be the last. And let me tell you, my godmother told me that, uh, that that one, that that whole little saying, you're not the first and you won't be the last. So I'm just, she told me that on, on, a, on a different level. Once the, I'm, I'm divorced, my uh, husband cheated on me. Oh, and nice. So, yes, yes, she said, you're not the first and you won't be the last. I'm like, really? That's your advice? <laughs> you're not the first and you won't be the last? Are you still... <laughs> That's, that's hilarious. That's, that's the advice. Wow. Well, it stuck with me, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that I'm just like, God, mommy. God, mommy, is that you? God, mommy. <laughs> Damn. But it's true. So yeah. we aren't. And no matter what it is we're going through, and if you're struggling with sales, if you're struggling to, oh my God, what am I doing? I'm never going to be successful. You're not the first person to feel it. And there's going to be someone tomorrow who feels the same way. And I really like when people like. Marie Forleo talk about that and make it so obvious that you know what we can do it they've been there they can they've exactly. shown that you can get there too exactly I feel the same way yes so if you could go back to you at the start of your business what would you say to yourself <laughs> get your mind right 
girl, get your mind right. <laughs> get your mind right. Because for the longest time, it was my mindset that was keeping me from doing anything at all. That was, um, you know, like sales. If it was uncomfortable, I wouldn't do it. And my mind was stuck in that place of fear. And I didn't want to put myself out there. I mean, what if it doesn't work? What if I lose money? What if people don't trust me? And it, it was just mindset in the end. And once I decided, you know, it, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear here, but once swear, I swear, cool. Once I decided, I fuck it. Don't let this, don't let this fool you. <laughs> Girl, <laughs> but once I decided, you know, fuck it and to just do it anyway. And I started looking at things either as a fuck yes or a fuck no. And right. if it's a fuck no, I just don't even bother because right. I know I'm just going to half-ass it. And that's when people don't buy. That's when people don't trust me. That's when people don't show up. And when it's a fuck yes, when I'm all in, when my mind is there and it's right and I'm fully present, that's when things start to take off. But for a long time, I was living in that middle space of maybe. And I was like st sticking my toe in the pool. Right. I was like, oh, I'm going to try this thing. And like three days later, I'm like, yeah, no, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> and so I'd stop. And so it took a long time for me to get traction. Right. I understand that this whole this whole thing is is something that I just started in March, like I said, and I was just like, oh, my gosh, I have to put makeup on. When I first started, I was not wearing my scarf. So I just actually just started wearing my scarf like maybe three or four days ago. I was like, oh, I think I put my scarf back on, you know. So that was something for me that was just like, oh, my gosh, people are not going to want to see me anymore. They're going to just, you know, judge, judge, judge. I'm still the same person. You know, I still have this, this personality. I'm still just absolutely me. I just decided I want to start wearing my scarf again, you know, so that's a personal decision. It's something that I wanted to do, but it really, really helped me back because I've been thinking about this for maybe about three or four months. And I just started doing it. And I understand. I'm just like, ah, oh, you know, I'll put my scarf on. I'll take some pictures and then I'll take it back off. And then I'll go do the rest of my stuff. And then, you know, I'm like, ah, oh, I don't want to put my scarf back on. People are not going to like me. They're going to think blah, 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 blah. And then someone told me one day that it's none of my business what people think about me. <laughs> and then, yes, it's none of your business what people think about you. And then another lady said, people don't like you with your scarf off. So, okay, then. <laughs> You know, there's going to be people who don't connect with you with whether you have a scarf on or not. That's you know, true. So you really have to do it for what it is that you want to do. You know, if it changes things and it changes things and may close the door, but it may open up a whole nother one, you know. So I had to really decide if that was something that I wanted to get out of that middle, you know, scarf here, there, scarf, mm -hmm. maybe, scarf today, no scarf today, no scarf, yes, no scarf, scarf, yes, scarf, no, you know, so... <laughs> So I was on the fuck yes and the fuck no and the fuck maybe, you know, all, all just all over the place. So I get you with all the with all your fucks. So <laughs> I do. I do. I, I completely, completely understand. So I decided that this is what I'm going to do. And um, I was actually a friend of mine and I were doing the desire map, you know, by Danielle. Oh, I love her. It's been so surreal. I am just so in love with what I'm learning about myself. And it's just what what one of the things that I wrote down, we just went over our two the, the first two pages today. And um gosh, what was the question? The question was um I need to give myself more permission to be. That was the question. And I said, unperfect in the appearance of what my spirituality spirituality looks like to other people. Because people assume that when you put on a scarf that you're you just become automatically perfect. 
You know, I am so that be nice. <laughs> My best friend told me that I could not curse anymore. And this was like I became Muslim 10 years ago. So, you know, it's it's and when I became Muslim. He was like, oh, you can't curse anymore. You can't do this. You can't do this. And he's a guy. He's my best friend as a guy. You know, I can do whatever I want to do. You know, so people people judge you. And that's what I put down. I need to give myself more permission to be unperfect in the appearance of what my spirituality looks like to other people. And at the end of the day, what? It's none of my business what they think about me. <laughs> I like that. So because, I had... because what else? I'm not the first and I'm not going to be the last. <laughs> So true. And I've, I've really been struggling with a lot of that appearance. And in the first 18 months that I was in business, I was like, well, I do yoga. And I was like, yoga, yogis aren't supposed to swear or, you know, drink wine or eat potato chips. And so I, I felt very inauthentic at this, at the same time. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, and it took a lot of work to it's like, you know what, fuck it. You know, I like potato chips. I don't eat them all the time, but I like them. And that doesn't mean that I, I'm not a yogi. Right. Know, that doesn't detract from who I am. And it, it just took a while for me to get over that people are going to judge me and they're going to assume that because I do things that are not, quote, yogic, that I, therefore, am a fraud. Right. Yeah. That's a big one. I understand that. Yeah. Because I got this thing going on. I understand exactly <laughs> what that. <laughs> I do. Okay, so we all have that quirky thing. And this is my favorite question, by the way. Okay. We all have that quirky, quirky thing that we've got going on about ourselves. Tell us something quirky about you that nobody else knows. <laughs> um, okay. Well, there, me, there, there, Although this is not a family show, I don't think that we all want to know about your sex life. No, no, no worries. <laughs> um, there is actually something that only like my mom and brother and my my husband know. And it is if I get really excited about something, I kind of like bounce up and down and clap my hands like a little baby. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I know um, my mo- I, I learned my mom does the same thing. And uh, it, it's we call it the happy baby clap. We're like, oh, I love that. You know, it, it's ridiculous. But I've been doing it for years, and sometimes if something makes me really happy, there's a little bit of a squeal involved. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> I, do I do. I do this sometimes. <laughs> oh, I like that. That looks good. <laughs> I have no squeals though, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, I've been I've been doing the squeals for such a long time. Like my brother pointed it out, and I'm like, "What are you talking about? I don't do that." He's like, "You've been doing that for like 20 years." Wow. That's hilarious. Oh my gosh. I can imagine if you heard yourself on tape and you'd be like, who's that? (laughs) Yeah. So I've really become aware of it in the last three years, but yeah, nobody online knows that. Well, they they know about it now, but (laughs) they know about it now. I love it. I love it. So what, what is going on in your business? Tell us what you got rocking. Um, Let everybody know where they can get all your goodies from. Tell us everything. Well, um, I've been doing the yoga biz thing for a little over, what, what month is this? This is June already. My gosh. It's been um, two years and two months now. Uh, we launched wow. April of 2014, April 2nd, and I, it was a total accident. Like this whole business was an accident. Um, I was working as the director of digital strategy for a company in London at the time, and yoga had been so helpful to me. Um, I have a, a nervous system disorder. It's called dysautonomia. 
and it means my my heart doesn't do what it's supposed to do all the time. Um, I have digestive issues, migraine issues. It's it's a mess. And I had heart surgery about eleven years ago now. It didn't work. And I a few about five or six years ago, I got really pissed. And I was like, this. I'm going to get healthy. And so I started experimenting and came to yoga and it really changed things for me. And I started this website just to like talk about yoga to people because I'm like, you know, it really helped me and it can help other people. It wasn't supposed to be a job. I had a, a really good paying job at the time. And I started to notice that the issue when it comes to getting access to yoga, it's not the lack of information online. It's yoga teachers going out of business because... Really? 71% of yoga teachers make less than $30,000 a year teaching yoga. Most have part-time jobs and most quit after two years. Mm. And this is a really big problem because yoga teachers spend a ton of money to get trained. Right. It is not cheap. And they burn themselves out very, very quickly because running around teaching group classes all the time is not an easy thing to do. And you're barely making ends meet. I know some teachers who make 25 bucks a class. That is it. That is all they make. Really? How can you make a living that way? And so I restructured. um, At the time, I also had um, small business coaching clients, restaurants, uh, some farms, coffee shops. And I'd been working with them for years. And I started to restructure my coaching practice to help yoga teachers specifically. Mm-hmm. And I'm almost completely out of all of the other coaching that I do. I've just got one small business co- client right now who is not in yoga. Uh-huh. And for the past, gosh, this is June, right? Six months. <laughs> oh my God, six months. Um, <laughs> I've been focusing entirely on helping yoga teachers instead of helping other small business owners and instead of helping people learn yoga because there's enough people who are doing that. Mm-hmm. It's how do I set up a website? How do I do an email newsletter? How do I get people on my email newsletter? You know, th- these are all things that yoga teachers are struggling with that when you get them down, when you figure it out, you can really start to make a big difference in your life. You can reach more people so you can serve more people. you got less burnout. Um, it, it's a really rewarding process for me because I've seen people who have gone from you know, zero followers to like 2000 followers on Instagram. They're getting oh, treats going, private lessons. It's really empowering but, uh, job. I actually, I'm very happy with this. Well, that's awesome. That's so awesome. Then you have one of those um, jobs that you never need to take a vacation from. Yes. In fact, I, I hate not working. <laughs> so I'm, I'm restructuring a lot of what I do to, um, in the next couple months, I'm releasing um, an online academy. So I've just opened in beta to test it. Wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Baby clap. <laughs> so <I'm, laughs> I, I just released it in beta the other day, and we're going uh, fully live at the end of July. And it's to help yoga teachers who need to learn things like how to use Twitter and right. how to sell classes online, how to do Skype video lessons, all of that in an environment that doesn't cost the same amount as working with me on one-on-one because a lot of teachers who are starting out can't afford that. Right. But they need to learn and they need to grow. So that's coming out at the end of June. It's or sorry, end of July. It's already open in beta. And I'm also releasing a course in uh, June, June 21st about how to 
build a website as a yoga teacher. So you can build a website without learning how to program. You don't have to learn how to code. You can run your entire website by yourself. Mm-hmm. So you have to pay someone because paying someone to build a website, not cheap. No, not at all. I know a teacher who dropped $4,000 on her website and it barely works. And now she doesn't know what to do. So yeah, you, you can't, that's not, a, that's not sustainable in your business, especially Definitely. when you're making less than 30,000 a year. So I'm all about empowering, teaching people how to do it. And I'm not using Squarespace because I hate Squarespace. So I'm teaching people how to do it with like actual content management systems. You can, so you can grow your list and blog and do everything you need to do, right. including selling classes all on your website, all by yourself. I tried Squarespace. I, I was a little bit confusing for me. So I, I actually have a WordPress website that I'm actually rebuilding myself. But um, I'm, I started using WordPress back in December and I started I'm teaching my teaching myself, you know, so it's been it was a long it's been a long ride. I went from Weebly to oh, totally different. A, a huge difference. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that I've, I'm, right now I actually am redoing She Changes the World. And um, so it's kind of, it looks good until you click a button and then it's like, what happened? <laughs> so right, I'm still, it's still under construction right now, but yeah. Well, I'm, at, I say I am a closet website building alcoholic. It is very addictive. It is. It's just like, oh my gosh. And I just, and that's also on my Danielle Laporte <laughs> desire map here that I wrote down. It's just like, I really like building websites for myself, mm-hmm. not for other people, but for myself, it's fun. So, but I love that you've got this academy going on. I love that what you're doing is going to help them. That is so awesome because I also work with vendors and I think they have the same issues that yoga teachers would probably have. I love 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 that it is really really needed because since they're out there doing all of that yogi stuff then they don't they don't really they they probably have not taken the time to understand how important it is to have content content management and social media and how to work all these things that's really going to help them to streamline their business and it is so freaking important very very good i good. love it well thank you and so tell everyone give can you i put in the link so that everyone can yeah it's at 42 yogis.com academy and i think i can put that in right here i love this new feature of lab yes they're they, they've gotten some cool stuff so it is in um in, in beta right now 42 yogis.com i love it how'd you come up with that name uh it's okay. actually uh douglas adams so Who's that? Who's that? he was the author of uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Restaurant at the End of the Universe, that whole series, and uh-huh. is a sci-fi series. He started it in the 70s. And there's this computer in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and, and there's uh, they're on a pilgrimage to go to the computer. And she has been, the computer has been tasked with figuring out the answer to life, the universe, and everything. And she decides the answer is 42. Oh. Yeah. And in my life, the answer to everything was yoga. Wow. So yoga changed everything for me. So it's a little, it's nerdy. What? It's a very nerdy website address. That's really cute. I love that. See, I love stories. See, I really do. I, lo- I love backgrounds. I love stories. Before we end, uh, please leave us with some of your, your bestest advice, um, a inspirational quote or um, just something that you know to be true. You have more inside you than you're aware. 
And I think those of us who are trying to grow in a business, that, especially business that we're creating, we do struggle from that imposter feeling. We don't feel like we have enough to offer. We don't feel like that we have enough to share. And like what you said earlier, you wrote down two pages of your knowledge and your experience. And a lot of people don't realize they have things inside them that they can share, that they can bring to the world, that they can offer. And everything that we have to offer is something that when we offer it can be a service to other people. So these blabs are a service. Yes. So people can come in and they can hear and they can experience and they can learn from your guests and from your experience. That is a service. And what you learned in secretarial school is something that can be a service. And we have all these things that we don't understand are powerful and valuable to other people. And I think it's important to remember that just because we look at our lives and go, well, this is really fucking boring. What have I done? Doesn't mean that it can't help somebody else. Exactly. I love that. I love it. You have more inside you than you are aware of, people, because that's what Esme says. She knows what she knows. Okay. And so do you. So do I. So do I. Well, thank you so much for being on. I really, really appreciate you. You have been so awesome. And if you are on the replay, then please hit up Esme's website at www.42yogis.com and check out her academy. It sounds like she's doing some amazing things. And even if you're not into um, the whole yoga thing, I think that you can always get information from somebody. There's always something useful that you can gain. So go ahead and check it out. You never know what you're going to learn. Thank you, everyone. Thank you so much for having me.